On this episode of the Dad Tired Podcast, we are talking video games. Now listen, I'm not a gamer, you may not be a gamer, so you may be tempted to completely skip over this episode entirely, but I promise you, uh, you're probably going to get something really valuable out of it. We're talking things like, do video games contribute to the gun violence we're seeing in our country? What boundaries do we put around technology for our kids? How does the pornography or how the pornography industry has crept in through video game systems and all kinds of other really fascinating topics. I've invited my friend Gabe Patillo, who's a co-host of the podcast Married to the Games, to join me on this episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So uh, take a listen. All right, Gabe. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Tell us who you are and what you're up to these days, man. Man, I'm a singer and a podcast host and a voiceover artist, but before all that, I'm a husband and father hmm. to three beautiful kids and a lovely wife who holds it down while I'm on the road. Yeah, yeah. And you're on the road a lot, right? Like what are you what are you uh, doing on the road? I do a lot on the road. I um I background sing for an artist named Toby Mack. And uh, we kind of do anywhere between 80 to 115 shows a year, depending on uh, what's going on. And um, so I sing, I help produce the tours and working with the opening acts and things like that. So, dude, how how long have you been doing that? You know, what's crazy is that somebody just asked me that the other day and I hadn't really thought about it. It's been 17 years that I've been with Toby. Holy cow. 17 years. Dude, Toby Mac doesn't look old enough to be on the road for 17 years. Unless Trust he started it. when he was like six. Exactly. And that's just the Toby Mac side. That's disregarding the DC talk side oh of things. Gosh. Jeez. Okay. So how do you, and how long have you been married? I've been married for 10 and a half years. Okay. So your entire marriage, you have been on the road. That's right. That's right. And you, uh, it's been good that? like that. Woo, how do we handle it? One day at a time? Yeah. Lots of prayer and communication, honestly. Um, there's no such thing for us as too much communication. So I feel like we talk probably more than a lot of the married couples on the road. But it's just kind of how we do, just because our whole dating and everything was me on the road already. She was actually Toby's nanny. Oh, really? That's, that's how I met her. Wow. Yeah, man. How many kids do you have? We have three. Okay. Um, Go ahead. We have a six-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. Wow. So, dude, I just can't. I can't even. Ma- I leave the town for like you know one day, one night at a time. And it's hard. And sometimes I go like once a year, I'll, I'll do maybe once or twice a year, I'll do some big international trips, but I'm gone for like a week, but you're gone for like an extended amount of time. That's right. Multiple times a year. That's right. Yeah. Multiple times a month. (laughs) Um, and so, but Toby's got it really set up really well. You know, Toby himself has got five kids. And so, um, we've kind of set it up to where usually we leave on like a Wednesday and then we're back by Monday morning. So we do shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of every week. Mm-hmm. And that became really important just as the more kids he had and his wife was like, why would we do it any different? And there were some other touring people that kind of did it like that. And it just w- works really well because, number one, it's hard to get people out on a Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday night. 
Right. And then, you know, so why not try to make the most of that and spend it at home and still try to be a dad that's around and not the dad that was gone all the time? Yeah, because Toby's a family man, right? Like I've hung out with him just a couple of times. I've seen him a couple of times in his like natural setting, not on mm-hmm. a stage. Mm-hmm. He seems like a, just a super engaged dad when he's around. He it, he really is. And it's it's really cool to watch. And for me, I didn't have a dad in the home growing up. And so it's been priceless for me to come alongside these men, including Toby, and watch the way they parent uh, mm. through this job that we have. That's cool, man. We got to get him on the show. That's Talk what about. you need to do. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about that afterwards. You can help me figure out how to get him on the show. <laughs> exactly. But so we met, we actually met you and I just met a couple of months ago or a month. Ago, I don't remember how long it was. You probably have no idea how long it was. You probably have no concept of time. Do you know no. what day it is? What year it is? Every day, Saturday <laughs> to a mu- a traveling musician. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> well, we, I, we met a little while back and we actually met at one of, uh, before Toby's show and, uh, and uh, in some stadium here in Portland. And uh, you were telling me that you've got the podcast um, mm-hmm. where you're talking about video games. And before we get into that more, uh, one thing that I that was interesting to me was that you were saying, like, there's a whole group of guys, you know, uh, dads, husbands who have this hobby of playing games, video games. That's right. And yet they're they're They feel kind of embarrassed about it. Or it's like this hidden thing that they don't, they don't really right. want to talk about. Tell me about that. I thought that was fascinating. You know, what's interesting is I think growing up playing it, it was video games. Really, if you think about it, are still in their infancy when you think of other you know, when you think of music and movies and, you yeah. know, video games hit the scene really hard in like the 70s. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's not actually that long ago. And it seemed like at first it was just for children. Yeah. And so the mentality of people that are my age or older kind of have that thing on their shoulder that's like video games are for kids. Mm-hmm. And so as a grown man <laughs> who's <laughs> married with children, it's not necessarily the opening line when you meet someone. <laughs> Right. Uh, because of that, that stigma or, you know, or the nerd thing, you know what I'm saying? Of living yeah. in your mom's basement and things like that. There's a whole host of things that flash <laughs> across somebody's mind when they first meet you and you say you're a gamer, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I fall into that category cause I'm not a gamer. I, I think the last time I played uh, video games was when I was like super into Mario Kart and uh, <laughs> Goldeneye double, double seven, man. Yeah. was like, uh, maybe some Star Fox, but I, I want to get into it more because uh, I know we've got tons of listeners who fall into this category who love uh, vi- what's the proper term gaming. Yeah, Is that it. Okay, yeah. gaming. So they're they're gamers. They're into they're gamers. gamers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we like, because I want to I want to kind of go into this more. But you're not just like some dude that randomly games or plays video games from time to time like you've got a whole podcast about it tell us about the podcast first oh, uh, and then we'll kind of go from there you, you've been doing it for a long time the podcast yeah we've been doing the podcast for woo, five and a half years wow uh it's called married to the games and it's me and three other guys um all of us husbands uh all of us christian guys and um that was kind of where it, it began i was invited to actually be on it um, when it was first starting and, and it's just us talking news and uh, talking, you know, just all the things that come with that new releases, sales and, you know, what games to kind of stay away from. We try to encourage those two that don't always know what to look for, even when it comes to their children, 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we always want to like try to give people the heads up about games that are coming out and and stuff like that. But you know, it's really just four guys that love gaming and love the industry, even on a deeper level when it comes to the artistry of it um, hmm. and uh, getting to know the people kind of behind the scenes. It's really an incredible industry. Yeah. So tell me about it, man. Like, so what's the struggle as a as a husband and dad uh, who you know you're on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you then you come home. Do you play? Do you play when you're at home? You know, or is it like an on the road thing? Yeah, it's funny because I'm I'm not only on stage with Toby, but I'm also his assistant on mm. on the road. Yeah, and so there's actually not that much time to play in either sides of my life. Yeah, um, but you know they say when something's important to you, you find time <laughs> to do it. And so you know you turn into that late night. You know, after you put the kids to bed and your wife is winding down, maybe, you know, there's been plenty of nights where you're like, how do I get my arm out from under this pillow while she's asleep? Because I'm not quite ready to go to bed yet. (laughs) My boys are texting me. I hear my phone buzzing across the room. Uh, And, you know, so it comes like a late night thing. But like the podcast, actually, to keep it out of family time, we do the podcast at 530 in the morning um, before everybody's awake. And that was extremely purposeful uh for us having kids and and all of us being dads is to try to do it and serve our community well but not have it interfere with time with our families yeah and so you know we're laughing about it but video games have actually i'm sure you know have caused like some really serious marital issues right? that's like right there's been there's been like guys who have been really deep into the addiction side of it that's uh, right you've, you've heard stories of teenagers and guys who just spend 20 hours a day mm-hmm. playing how, how do you balance this hobby with going off the deep end you know it's funny because it's almost like anything um say i love golf you know golf has also ruined marriages mm-hmm. but it's not as easily accessible as video games yeah and so i think video games kind of catches the bad rap for a lot of things uh that you know if you have an addictive personality you know whether it's you know alcohol or smoking or anything like that you know some of these things can you can kind of keep them at bay as far as them affecting your home life in a in a negative way but the gaming thing is tough because it does really draw you in you know unlike smoking or alcohol it's not something that's like oh i gotta get back to that because i want to finish that story you know what i'm saying or you know i was doing so good in xyz um so i think the balance really comes in with really caring about your family you know what I'm saying? Because it'd be yeah. really easy um, with any addiction to get carried away. But especially with gaming, something that's so easily ready and available and right there in the living room or right there in the den. Um, so it's really trying to compartmentalize it out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, all right, I have my gaming time. I've got my family time. I cannot get this thing out of whack. And I've got a wife that will let me know if I've got it out of whack. <laughs> So it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not just my own checklist by myself. Like, and I did my gaming for the day. She's definitely (laughs) like, so, I mean, is that is that what you're doing today? You you gaming? You're like, all right, I feel that tone. It's time to put it on down. Right. Yeah. So, you know, what actually what came to me as you were saying all that was it. I'm I'm sure it has a lot to do with escaping, like all the things that you mentioned. The mm-hmm. addictions really are an escape, right? From oh, yeah. from what is going on in your real life, mm-hmm. um, and you can escape. You know, guys are escaping by looking at porn. Guys are escaping by 
working too much or drinking too much alcohol or whatever. That's right. Um, it's really an escape thing. Did you hear about, have you ever heard about those? I don't remember where I heard this, but there's like a news story or something about these kids. I don't They were teenagers, but they were, um, not, I mean, they just weren't like the cool kids in school. They were bullied. They didn't, mm-hmm. they, they didn't have a crowd to fit in, but then they found gaming uh, and they were good at gaming and they could create like this whole world, basically their avatar in the digital, the, you know, the virtual reality world sure. where they're like, they turned into somebody yeah. they were, and they could kind of hide behind that. Have you heard about that kind of stuff? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's so prevalent. I mean, you know, world of Warcraft is that, and I mean, there's, there's so many games that you kind of put yourself in there and escapism. That is the perfect uh, way to put that. You know, I was a theater kid and you know, so I already wasn't cool. Like I wasn't going to be hanging out. That's hard I'm, to believe, man. That's hard to believe. <laughs> trust, listen, trust it. Trust and believe. It was it was not. I, we moved every four years for whatever reason. So when I started high school, I knew one girl in the whole school and mm. she was a cheerleader. And I was like, well, and she did not help a brother out, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and so uh, you know, it, it definitely is that. And I've definitely heard of things like that. And it's it's such a dangerous thing. And but it also makes so much sense all this all at the same time. We all want to belong. Right. Yeah. We all want to be loved or feel like we could be loved or, you know, love something. And and so, um, you know, it, it definitely is a can be a trap and a snare for some folks. Do you are you going to have boundaries for your kids? Like, do, are your kids already into video video games? Will they be if they are or will be like what What are some of the boundaries you're going to have at your house? Oh, yeah, there, there's there has to be. There's got to be because I love it. And so it's really easy for me to encourage that. And not yeah. know like, you know, because it's one of those funny things. Me and Toby talk about it a lot. One of his kids is a reader. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because if somebody loves to read, you usually leave them alone and just let yeah. them read all day long. <laughs> right. But something about video games makes it feel like, oh, well, that's ridiculous. You need to get off that in 30 minutes. And so uh, I, I think with anything, you need that. Right. And so, um, you know, whether it's, you know, you want to be on your bike until 10 o'clock at night and you're like, Hey, no, you need to come on home for dinner and everything like that. You know, when I was a kid, it was like midnight. I felt like, and I was out riding my bike still on, on school nights. But, um, yeah, there'll definitely be that balance. We're already fighting that thing with the iPads already yep. a little bit, you know, with the six year old and the two year old, especially wanting to be on there too much. And you have to be like, all right, we need to not be staring down the whole time. You know, dinner time, we try to make extremely sacred, turn off yep. the television, turn off the distractions and, and things like that. And, you know, my wife is really good about making sure that if it's on the iPad, it's educational. You know, we took YouTube and all that off there uh, yeah. just because we didn't want them vegging out all day. You know, YouTube's weird, man. YouTube kids. Yeah. Holy cow, dude. It's so weird. We had to take that off there. That There's is like especially, kids, you know, like the, the kids who are opening toys or like the moms me. or dads who are opening toys and your kids like will watch it for like 30 minutes. Right. Like them. It's the it's so weird. It's 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 just a long commercial. It's like crack for kids, though. But <laughs> it definitely is. They that. just can't stop watching it. Well, and it, we found that it sets a really bad expectation for what parenting's supposed to look like. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like yeah. why do I not get every toy when we go to Target? Like Seriously. this kid that I'm watching like has 95 toys and has oh. 150 videos about them playing with these toys. Why can't we buy the fake pool and fill it with jello and run around? It's like, come on. That's not so real. unrealistic. That's not real yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude. It YouTube. Yeah, we took YouTube off too. YouTube's weird, man. I don't want. And then then I heard they were like there some of the ads that they were putting on. Did you hear about that? They were like, um, there somehow people were sneaking in ads that were really inappropriate for what? kids to see. Yeah, yeah. No, so like, I didn't hear YouTube that. had to like shut down their ads on these channels on these big channels. It's just weird. Like it was like pedophile stuff, dude. It was weird. What? Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I didn't hear about that. But it was yeah. one of those things too that we were like. If you're going to be on YouTube, this is before we took it off, like they had to be on the couch in the living room yeah. because my six year old, for some reason, I don't, it's not she was hiding anything, I don't think, but she'd like just want to go into her room and watch it. And we're yeah. like, mm. she's like, well, it's loud out there. And, you know, she's got two little brothers and they're running around trying to grab it and everything like that. And I was like, I get it, but I'm not trying to have a teenager already on my hands. Yeah. You know, need her yeah. privacy with the iPad. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's cool that you're doing that thing with dinner, you know, trying to, we're, we're trying to find lots of those rhythms where we can actually just push technology out. That's right. Um, are there ways that, are there creative ways that you can see like video b- games being used in good ways for like the glory of God? I mean, one cool thing that you're doing is your podcast. I, I know it's not like explicitly Christian, but you guys are all followers of Jesus. And That's so right. You're, you're trying to have a different tone, but are, mm-hmm. are there ways that you can see like, all right, there's, there's a community of people gathering around this hobby. How mm-hmm. can we use it for God's glory in some way? You know, it's interesting. Um, I love that question, by the way, because our, our podcast isn't blatantly Christian, but we've gotten countless emails about what the Lord's done in the lives of some of our listeners. And it's, it's really great because we can't take any credit for that. Yeah. You know, and, and I love that you talked about tone because we do try to have an upswing on our podcast. We want to be more positive. There's so much negativity on the internet. We're like, why do that? Like why feed that some more? You know, you can't, you can't even watch the news for three minutes without hearing somebody bashing something else or somebody else's ideals or what they think about X, Y, Z. And so I I think one of the really cool uh, ministries that um, I've gotten involved with is called a game church. Hmm. And they're these guys and they, you raise money and you go to the conventions like E3 and Comic-Con and they're at a booth that says Jesus loves gamers. And they have like these books and these buttons and, and I walked up to them, them not knowing, obviously, that I was a Christian the first time I saw him when I was at E3 for the first time. And I was like, what's, uh, what's this about? And yeah. they were like, well, we're just here to tell people that Jesus loves them. And I go, really? And they go, <laughs> yeah, that's it. If you want to take a book or anything, if you want to learn anything about Christ and, you know, come back at four. We're going to have some beer here if you want some free beer. And we're just going to talk about Jesus. And I was like. Okay, all right, wait, okay, whose thing is this? Wow. And they were like, it's it's this guy's, and his name is Mikey Bridges um, out of California. And, and I was like, man, tell me about this thing. What is this? And he was like, we just wanted to impact this culture and um, let people know that we're here. We're not scared of the science side of gaming because I think gaming brings a lot of intellectuals out. And with intellectuals comes the God bashing and the atheism and the science versus religion thing. And that gets really heavy in gaming. And so they just wanted to be there and, and represent the kingdom. And I was like, that is really, really dope. And so, um, I think that's, that's our main thing is like, we don't know necessarily how to hold that banner up where we're at, but we know that where we are and to the people that are listening, we know that we can impact those folks. And, um, through, 
positivity. And obviously they know we're Christians and we talk openly about that. It's nothing hidden about that. And it's funny to watch God do his thing with those small seeds, yeah. you know, because so many times, you know, especially for you, Jared, I mean, you've probably planted so many seeds that you've never seen grow. Mm. And then you've probably planted a bunch that you've seen uh, grow. And so it's just cool to be able to get into a culture and infuse some of that stuff, not in a slick way, but just in being yourself yeah. and not shying away from it and being bold in it, even though it's not maybe the main thing and watch God do his thing. Yeah, man. I, I love that. Cause I, I always tell people like people have this idea in their mind, this myth in their mind that they think if, you know, if in order to make any kind of impact for the kingdom, I've got to like be a pastor or go to seminary or whatever. And I'm always trying That's to encourage right. people, man, just be you. Like who, how did God create you? What are you into? What do you like? Like do that and right. then figure out how to do that for God's glory. Uh, and so I, and I which of the disciples went to seminary. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think sometimes we forget, especially when we're reading, reading the new Testament, like these jokers didn't have the Bible like we have it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're living that thing out. And of course they had the Torah and things like that. And they're rolling with Jesus. I mean, who needs a Bible with Jesus is around, <laughs> right. but you know what I'm saying? But they were, they just lived boldly and that's in, in unashamed and still in the culture. You know, these guys weren't holed up somewhere. They're fishermen. They're out making a living for their families and things like that. And, and trying to impact culture in that way. Yeah. Yeah, man. If you're going to game game for the glory of Jesus and some you know way it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a, it, it shouldn't be game for Jesus. It doesn't have to be that title, you right. know, but, but figure <laughs> yeah. out a way to like what you're doing. Um, spread the kingdom without like teach people what the kingdom's like with even not even having to use the blatant language about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Controversial subject. If yeah. We step into it. Uh, gun violence, man. Yeah. People claim that, uh, you know, our video games are really causing a lot of our young people our young teenagers to mm-hmm. kind of practice and get into and fantasize and use video games to kind of start to think about gun violence. That's you right. thought about that. You guys talk about that on your podcast. Of course we, we obviously with uh, Florida happening not too long ago, we definitely had to talk about it. And um, I, you know, it's hard because you can't disagree with some of the things people say. I think violent games obviously are going to numb you to things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think there's also a bigger conversation that needs to happen. I think there's a mental health conversation that needs to happen. Um, and so, cause if you look at the numbers, cause this happens every time, anytime a big thing like this happens, gaming gets thrown on the chalk on, on the block and listen, I'm not mad at that. I get it. That makes complete sense. You know, they, we all need a why, right? Yeah. When something terrible like that happens, like, well, why did this happen? Like, who was this kid that, you know, this happened to? And he's like, well, I heard voices and they told me to go do it. And it's like, yeah, but you also like video games. And so, um, you know, there's no denying that violent video games are not the healthiest thing for young minds. No question. Um, But I also think that there's a side of it that you have to look at the numbers. So we have millions and millions of people that play video games. Does that mean that those millions are also, you know, getting kind of warped minds in that way? Like, I, I think that you or me would never have those thoughts from playing games like that. Right. And so there's I think there's deeper issues there. But I can't argue with the fact that a kid who's struggling, who's, you know, not belonging like we were talking about before, 
that's hating school, that's getting picked on and gets to go home and shoot up something. I mean, I could see that being therapeutic in a sick way. Yeah. And so, you know, I can't argue with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right, man. I think it's both. And I I just think that, I think that at the root of it, it's the same. It's what we going back to what we were talking about, the escapism, like what's happening Mm -hmm. in the real world. Like who's pouring into that kid, you know, where's his dad, where's some other man that's like teaching him what it means to be a man. Uh, where yeah. the Christians at, like loving on them and pouring the grace of Jesus into that. It, there, it's always hard issues. We always, we love to deal with symptoms and we can take away the gun issue. We can set that aside. It's all issues are heart issues. You know, it's never That's just right. like black and white. We can't just blame video games or cars or alcohol or porn or whatever it is. Like Yeah, or the, movies and or music. Movies. You know, that, that's yeah. the big thing in the 90s was the gangster rap and that's yeah. making kids want to X, Y, Z and and things like that. And I get that you look up to these people and, or, and you're constantly in our last uh, devotional of the tour, Danny Goki led it and he talked about the heart and what we let in and how things are led into the heart. And he talked about the mouth, the ears and the eyes, the senses. And that's what, you know, that's what corrupts, you know, the things on the inside. And it is so true. Like any of that stuff, you know, movies, music, video games, all can be corrupting and, uh, and then it went back to our very first devotional that we had, our tour church, we call it, you know, Mandisa taught and she talked about putting on the full armor of God and being able to, you know, deal with those things uh, in the proper manner, you know? Yeah. There's, there's no escaping it. Like we're We're going to be in a, we're in a messed up, sinful, broken world. Duh. So we, we've yeah. got to get to the heart of the issue, but also, uh, yeah, I want to protect the things that go into my eyes, ears and hand, you know, my hands and all was mm-hmm. that the three that you said? Uh, and, and also for and also for my kids, you know, I, That's right. I, I think that there's hard issues, but I'm also not going to put my things in front of my kids that are going to, um, that, that just aren't pure and right and good and godly for them to think about. So I think it's a both and thing. Uh, last question here and we'll kind of wrap up. Um, the, I remember when I had just started in youth ministry, uh, some kid came to me and he confessed that he had been looking at porn and really felt entangled in it. That's not a new thing. Like any guy listening to this knows it's like every, every man ever you've heard the statistics, 99% of guys deal with it. 1% lie. Uh, mm. every, everyone has been, uh, <laughs> That's great. T- everyone's been affected by, by, mm-hmm. uh, porn pornography in some way, shape or form. Um, but the, the, the question I guess for you is, what he said to me, the way that he was accessing it was through his, I don't remember what device it was, but it was some video gaming device. And mm. dude, I felt so old. I was like, what? Like you can, <laughs> <laughs> you can do all that. Yeah, you can yeah. do all that. It was just, I just, it was new to me, man. I didn't know that like technology allowed that. And this is one area uh, that all of us are going to have to face as parents, as technology continues to grow, the accessibility of, um, pornography through video games and through mm. uh, gaming systems. Um, do you know of any cool resources uh, or filters or things that steps that dads and moms can take to like help prevent this kind of thing? You know, what's funny. We talk about this a lot and I'm not a filter guy. I'm, I really, and this is going to sound like a cop out and that's okay. And Hard issue. I, it, no, it goes back to, for me, it goes back to the parents. Yeah. Like you will not believe how many times I've been in GameStop and seen an eight year old buy Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And you're like and I'm looking at the parent like what in the world? I've even seen the guy behind the counter say, well, ma'am, this is it says M for mature on the cover. It's got sex, violence, drug abuse in this game. 
And she's like, right. And you're like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, and I understand that you can't always be over your kid's shoulder, but like, you know, like we were saying before, bring that junk into the living room. Yeah. They're not usually going to do it in the living room in front of everybody. Right. You know what which saying? is, which is a filter, right? It's a filter that, part of that, the filter. Exactly. It's not a software filter, but it's a filter of what are you bringing into your home? Where in the home are they participating in t- with technology? So I it's a, it's a relational filter and less of a like software filter. Exactly. And I think that like, and we got to talk about this stuff. You know, I know it's awkward and I know it feels weird, but you know, I've talked to my guys when I'm struggling, I got to go to my guys like, Hey, I need y'all to help me out because I've been gone for a long time and you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And you know, bringing that stuff into the light, you know, talk about, you know, having a relationship with one another. You you know, if you don't have relationship with one another, then you lie and do not, you know, was it the, in the light verse, you know, everything Um, gets exposed in the the light. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, just with that stuff, it's like that. I feel like the parenting is parents are the first line of defense. Yeah. And so if we're not sending, like we were saying with my six year old, if I'm not sending her to a room with her iPad, I'm pretty sure that my boys aren't going to have laptops and computers in their bedrooms. Like Lord knows what will happen. Maybe they will, but like, I want to really discourage that because I know what happens in the shadows. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it comes out to the parents, man. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. So I, I know you mentioned it before, but just so that we catch it again, tell us about the podcast, how often it comes out, where guys can get connected to what, with what you're doing. Yeah. Married to the games. You can go to married to the games.com. We're on iTunes, wherever you download podcasts, it comes out every Friday. It has for the last 287 weeks. Crazy. I know it is crazy. And it's, it's become a thing that I love way more than I I thought I would. Um, you can connect with us on Twitter. I thought you were gonna say you love it way more than Toby Mac. <laughs> no, I love Toby <laughs> Mac way more. He's done way more for my life. <laughs> I met my wife through him. He's paid my bills the last seventeen years. Oh, Toby Mac's an amazing man. Um, you need to check out Toby Mac too if you have it. If you see us coming, see us coming through. Come to the show. It's a good yeah, time. Um, Gabe, thank you, man. I appreciate you hanging out, dude. Yeah, brother. Thanks, Jerry.